Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan Part 1 The Pilgrim's Progress in the Similitude of a Dream The Slough of Despond Now I saw in my dream that just as they had ended this talk, they drew near to a very miry slough that was in the midst of the plain, and they, being heedless, did both fall suddenly into the bog. The name of the slough was Despond. Here, therefore, they wallowed for a time, being grievously bedaubed with the dirt. And Christian, because of the burden that was on his back, began to sink in the mire. Then said Pliable, Ah, neighbor Christian, where are you now? Truly, said Christian, I do not know. At that, Pliable began to be offended, and angrily said to his fellow, Is this the happiness you have told me of all this while? If we have such ill speed at our first setting out, what may we expect twixt this and our journey's end? If I get out again with my life, you shall possess the brave country alone. And with that, he gave a desperate struggle or two, and got out of the mire on that side of the slough which was next to his own house. So away he went, and Christian saw him no more. Wherefore Christian was left to tumble in the slough of Despond alone. But still he endeavored to struggle to that side of the slough that was farthest from his own house, and next to the wicket gate, which he did, but could not get out, because of the burden that was upon his back. But I beheld in my dream that a man came to him whose name was Help, and asked him what he did there. Sir, said Christian, I was bidden to go this way by a man called Evangelist, who directed me also to yonder gate, that I might escape the wrath to come. And as I was going thither, I fell in here. Help. But why did you not look for the steps? Christian. Fear followed me so hard that I fled the next way and fell in. Help. Then said he, Give me thy hand. So he gave him his hand, and he drew him out, and set him upon some ground and bade him go on his way. Then I stepped to him that plucked him out, and said, Sir, wherefore, since over this place is the way from the city of destruction to yonder gate, is it that this plat is not mended, that poor travellers might go thither with more security? And he said unto me, This miry slough is such a place as cannot be mended. It is the descent, whither the scum and filth that attends conviction for sin doth continually run and therefore it is called the slough of despond. For still, as the sinner is awakened about his lost condition, there arises in his soul many fears and doubts and discouraging apprehensions, which all of them get together and settle in this place. And this is the reason of the badness of this ground. It is not the pleasure of the king that this place should remain so bad, his laborers also have, by the directions of his majesty's surveyors, been for above this sixteen hundred years employed about this patch of ground to see if perhaps it might have been mended. Yea, and to my knowledge, said he, here have been swallowed up at least twenty thousand cartloads, yea, millions of wholesome instructions. The cartloads have, at all season, been brought from all places of the king's dominions, and they that can tell say they are the best materials to make good ground of the place, if so be it might have been mended. But it is the slough of despond still, and so will be when they have done what they can. 
True, there are, by the direction of the lawgiver, certain good and substantial steps placed evenly through the very midst of this slough. But at such times as this place doth spew out its filth, as it doth against change of weather, these steps are hardly seen. Or, if they be, men, through the dizziness of their heads, step beside, and when they are besmired to purpose, notwithstanding the steps be there, but the ground is good when they have once got in at the gate. Now I saw in my dream that by this time Pliable was got home to his house again. So his neighbors came to visit him, and some of them called him a wise man for coming back, and some called him a fool for hazarding himself with Christian. Others, again, did mock at his cowardliness, saying, Surely, since you began to venture, you would have not been so base as to have given out for a few difficulties. So Pliable sat sneaking among them. But at last got he more confidence. And then they all turned tail, and began to deride poor Christian behind his back, and thus much concerning Pliable. Mr. Worldly Wise Man Now as Christian was walking solitarily by himself, he spied one afar off come crossing over the field to meet him, and their hap was to meet just as they were crossing the way of each other. The gentleman's name that met him was Mr. Worldly Wise Man. He dwelt in the town of Carnal Policy, a very great town, and also hard by from whence Christian came. This man then, meeting with Christian, and having some inkling of him, for Christian's setting forth from the city of destruction was much noised abroad, not only in the town where he dwelt, but also it began to be the town talk in some other places. Master Worldly Wise Man, therefore, having some guess of him, by beholding his laborious going, by observing his sighs and groans and the like, began thus to enter into some talk with Christian. How now, good fellow, whither away after this burdened manner? Christian, a burdened manner indeed, as ever I think poor creature had. And whereas you asked me whither away, I tell you, sir, I am going to yonder wicket gate before me. For there, as I am informed, I shall be put into a way to be rid of my heavy burden. Worldly wise man, hast thou a wife and children? Christian. Yes, but I am so laden with this burden that I cannot take that pleasure in them as formerly. Methinks I am as if I had none. Mr. Worldly Wise Man, wilt thou hearken to me if I give thee counsel? Christian. If it be good, I will, for I stand in need of good counsel. Worldly Wise Man, I would advise thee, then, that thou with all speed get thyself rid of thy burden, for thou wilt never be settled in thy mind till then nor canst thou enjoy the benefits of the blessing which God hath bestowed upon thee till then. Christian, that is that which I seek for, even to be rid of this heavy burden. But get it off myself I cannot, nor is there any man in our country that can take it off my shoulders. Therefore I am going this way, as I told you, that I may be rid of my burden. Worldly wise man, who bade you go this way to be rid of your burden? Christian, a man that appeared to me to be a very great and honorable person. His name, as I remember, is Evangelist. Worldly wise man. Avoid him for his counsel. There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than is that unto which he hath directed thee, and that thou shalt find if thou wilt be ruled by his counsel. Thou hast met with something as I perceive already, for I see the dirt of the slough of despond upon thee. But that slough is the only beginning of the sorrows that do attend those that go in this way. Hear me? I am older than thou. 
thou art likely to meet with in the way which thou goest wearisomeness painfulness hunger perils nakedness sword lions dragons darkness and in a word death and what not these things are certainly true having been confirmed by many testimonies and why should a man so carelessly cast away himself by giving heed to a stranger christian why sir this burden upon my back is more terrible to me than are all these things which you have mentioned nay methinks i care not what i meet with in the way if so be i can meet with deliverance from my burden worldly wise man how camest thou by thy burden at first christian by reading this book in my hand worldly wise man i thought so and it has happened unto thee as to other weak men who meddling with things too high for them do suddenly fall into thy distractions which distractions do not only unman men as thine i perceive has done thee but they run them upon desperate ventures to obtain they know not what christian i know what i would obtain it is ease for my heavy burden worldly wise man but why wilt thou seek for ease this way seeing so many dangers attend it especially since hadst thou but patience to hear me i could direct thee to the obtaining of what thou desirest without the dangers that thou in this way wilt run thyself into yea and the remedy is at hand besides i will add that instead of those dangers thou shalt meet with much safety friendship and content christian sir i pray open this secret to me worldly wise man why in yonder village the village is named morality there dwells a gentleman whose name is legality a very judicious man and a man of a very good name that has skill to help men off with such burdens as thine are from their shoulders yea to my knowledge he hath done a great deal of good this way ay and besides he hath skill to cure those that are somewhat crazed in their wits with their burdens to him as i said thou mayest go and be helped presently his house is not quite a mile from this place and if he should not be at home himself he hath a pretty young man his son whose name is civility that can do it as well as the old gentleman himself there i say thou mayest be eased of thy burden and if thou art not minded to go back to thy former habitation as indeed i would not wish thee thou mayest send for thy wife and children to come to thee at this village where there are houses now stand empty one of which thou mayest have at reasonable rates provision is there also cheap and good and that which will make thy life the more happy is there to be sure for thou shalt live by honest neighbours in credit and good fashion now was christian somewhat at a stand but presently he concluded if this be true what this gentleman hath said my wisest course is to take his advice and with that he thus further spoke sir which is my way to this honest man's house mr worldly wise man do you see yonder high hill mount sinai yes very well by that hill you must go and the first house you come to is his so christian turned out of his way to go to mr legality's house for help but behold when he was got now hard by the hill it seemed so high and also the side of it that was next the wayside did hang so much over that christian was afraid to venture farther lest the hill should fall on his head wherefore there he stood still and knew not what to do also his burden now seemed heavier to him than while he was in his way 
there came also flashes of fire out of the hill, that made Christian afraid that he should be burned. Here, therefore, he sweat, and did quake for fear. And now he began to be sorry that he had taken Mr. Worldly Wiseman's counsel. And with that he saw Evangelist coming to meet him, at the sight also of whom he began to blush for shame. So Evangelist drew nearer and nearer, and coming up to him he looked upon him with a severe and dreadful countenance, and thus began to reason with Christian. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>